Next Chapter Podcast. The Page of Wands reversed tells the tale of confusion. Though you may think you are making progress, each path you take is thwarted with inevitable dead ends, much like a mouse in a maze that has no exit. Next Chapter Podcast presents In the Cards. Episode 2, Epictetus Be Damned. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Tell me what you see, Nadia. Okay, then. Warts and all. With warts, you burn sage and apply a vinegar moss and red pepper pumice. Eventually, they go away. What's that mean? It means warts are simple, Gil. Destiny, however, not so simple. And sometimes it's better for secrets to be kept secret. Good God, is it that bad? Let's call it unique. I might need Rolaids. Bella, maybe it's best if I do Gil's reading alone. Ah, yes, I see. Gil, it was nice to see you again. And Nadia... I suggest Gil fortifies himself with amethyst stones. Yes, and maybe black tourmaline crystals. We will sell them to you at cost. Thanks, I guess. And before I go, a warning. A warning? I'm going to need more than Rolaids. The color yellow poses a mortal threat to you. Yellow? <laughs> like maybe I'll slip on a banana peel and kill myself? It is not time to be funny, man. Yellow, beware. Good night. Good night. You okay, Gil? I kind of love yellow. Let's read the cards. Yeah, and no sugarcoating. I lied this morning to spare your feelings. I won't now, I promise. Let's look at the spread. The cards are not kind, Gil. The truth is, I don't see success for you at work. I see disregard, stasis, frustration. I keep getting passed over. In terms of romantic love, the spread reveals loneliness, longing, hurt. I've never had a second date. There are prominent signs of struggle in every manner. There are unmet goals, disappointment, large and small. Much like Sisyphus from the Greek myth, you will strive and strive only to continually come up short. So basically what you're saying is I'm fated to be a loser. That's not what I said. You compared me to Sisyphus. Yes, but there are other things The guy keeps pushing a rock up a hill, only to have it slip and roll back down when he's inches from the top. What says loser more than that? Labeling yourself a loser is simplistically reductive. Fine. How about I'm fated to be a failure? Is that better? No. And just a reminder, Sisyphus was admired and loved for his example of tenacity. You say potato, I say potato. You say tomato, I say I just found out my life sucks! Gil! Look, I'm gonna get going. No, no. Stay. I'll make us some tea. Tea? I'd probably spill it on my shirt or break the cup or choke on the yellow lemon or something else ridiculously pathetic. But thank you for the offer. Here's your fee. You paid this morning. That covers the whole day. Thank you. And I'm sorry I I dripped all over your floor. It'll dry. Gil, wait. The amethyst and tourmaline crystals, um, here. They ward off negative energy. Take them. No charge. 
You believe this stuff works? Couldn't hurt. Thanks for being honest this time. I do appreciate that. I'll see ya. You know, Gil, in spite of things not being aligned the way you want, you're still this positive, happy, funny guy. Which is great! And I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but in terms of universal balance, every time you fall short at something, someone else succeeds. Oh, terrific. I'm living a life of forced altruism. <laughs> That's funny. You see, you're funny. Don't be sad. There was a certain romance in the whole struggle thing, you know? Just keep trying, Gil. Keep plugging away. Eventually, you'll get there. But futility isn't romantic. It's just a big bummer. I'll see you around. Hey, Gil. Bella was wrong about the color yellow. I didn't see that. Well, that's a relief, because I'd really hate to give up bananas. But be careful of orange, okay? Orange? It'll challenge you in the very near future. (laughs) Orange. Okay. Thanks, I guess. Rain. How perfect. Bye, Nadia. Goodbye, Gil. Is he gone? Oh, Bella. I tried not to tell him. You did. I feel awful. I went through the cards of a cross-eyed, one-legged man with dreadful acne and a hairy back who sat on death row, falsely accused, mind you, who had a better spread than this gill. Bella, come to the window. Look at him down there. I just sat, dear. What is he doing? Nothing. Just standing in the rain. We read his cards, performed our service. His fate is not our responsibility, Nadia. Come, I made tea. Is he still standing there? Yes, Bella. Just standing there, getting wet, looking forlorn. Oh, no! What? Oh, a car just hit a puddle and it sprayed all over him in a wave. I've met corpses with better luck. I know you and I have a great gift, and most of the time I love it, revere it, but sometimes I wish I couldn't see things so well, Bella. Sometimes I wish I was something simple, like a dental hygienist. Doesn't that sound nice? Not really. What is he doing now? He's looking up at the sky and muttering something over and over. Seems like he's saying, why? 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 Taxi! Dibs! Sorry, dude. That's my cab! (laughs) Tough luck, dude. I got here first. That's not fair! (laughs) Who gives a shit? I give a shit! I give a shit! And you're an asshole! How about that? Oh, fuck it. I'll just walk and get my damn steps. Randall and Smythe Advertising, how may I direct your call? Just one moment. Morning, Gil. How you doing? My odds of happiness and success are zero. How are you? 
I am fantastic, and there's strudel in the break room. I can't eat gluten, which is just another of life slaps in the face. Hey, Gil. You've got bird poop on your shoulder. Doesn't matter. But it's kind of disgusting, germy, and gross. Gil, what's good, man? Gil, we're going to Hands after work. Yeah, it's Ethan's birthday. There he is, our table tent master. A little late, though. Did someone miss his bus? I missed the bus not only this morning, Lex. I've missed the bus of life. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? Oh, nothing. Not true. Your face looks different. No, it doesn't. It's missing that smiley joie de vivre thing. Can we just get to work? Okay. Designing our stupid, thankless table tents without all the morning nonsense? Yeah, sure. Thank you. And you were right. Damn right I was right. What was I right about? Designing table tents is a dead end at this place. We're in career hell. My God. I never thought I'd see it. Ever positive, Gil Garson is in a funk. Not in a funk. That's why your face looks so weird. It's funk face. Am I required to be in a great mood every single day of the year, Lex? No, I'm never in a good mood. I get it, bro. Gil. Gil. Gil, you do know you have bird duty on your shirt, right? Yes, I know that, Lex. I'm aware that a freaking bird flying 50 feet in the air spied me from on high, took aim, and successfully shit on my shoulder. And no, I'm not going to clean it off. I'll keep it there as a reminder of where I stand in the universal order. Oh, it's all making sense. You went to your first philosophy class last night, and it fucked your brain like I told you it would. What did Professor Philosophy Guy talk about? Nothing. Tell Uncle Lex about it. You know I won't work till you do. <sighs> he talked about how cause and effect make us all glorified marionettes, helplessly playing out the grand narrative. Wow. How we have no choice in how our lives play out. None. He threw fate at you? On the first day? That bastard! He explained how life's course is unchangeable, like the flight of an arrow. Which means we're all victims to the whim of destiny, Lex. We're powerless. Oh, I know, Gail. I've known that for a long time. We're all just cogs in the universal machine. Oh, God. It's all coming back to me like a punch in the teeth from a tatted-up truck driver. And do you know what my first assignment is? I have to assess the entirety of my life and boil it all down to a single sentence which accurately defines my fate. How demonically simplistic. Last night I did the assignment. I boiled down my life, Lex. I figured out my fate and then had my conclusions substantiated by my psychic. That's very thorough. You thought I just had bad luck? No, no. It's not that harmless. My fate in life, Lex, is to be a loser. That's bullshit. I've literally never wanted anything. Bullshit. Big or small, never. Double bullshit, and I can easily disprove that with a simple game called Rock, Paper, Scissors. I won't win. Then let's play. Fine. On three. One, two, three, shoot. Paper covers rock. You win. It's a 50-50 game, which means you'll win this time. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. Scissors cuts paper. You win. Huh. Okay. Again. One, two, three, shoot. You win. All right. A little weird. Again. One, two, three, shoot. Damn it! Why do I keep winning? Again. One, two, three, shoot. Shoot. 
Fuck me! What the hell's going on here? Lex, I've literally never won at anything. Boggle, Scrabble, Bowling, Monopoly, Candyland, Parcheesi, Old Maid, Crazy Eights, Checkers, Fortnite, Chutes and Ladders, Cornhole, Tennis, Pictionary, Spin the Bottle! Hold on! Everyone wins at Spin the Bottle. That's the beauty of that game. We always included the dog. Ew. And Mopsy liked to French kiss. Once more. One, two, three, shoot! You win. Son of a bitch! Destiny's so mean! I just can't believe I didn't notice it till yesterday. Listen, Gil, you may lose at games, but you're not losing at life. You have a job, a place to live. A job I'll never advance in. An apartment where the appliances conspire against me. You burnt your toast again this morning? I did. And I watched that bread as close as Khaleesi watched her baby dragons, but the damn toast still burned! Games and toast aren't everything. You got your health? What good is health without the hope of fulfillment and love? And this psychic lady agreed you're a loser? Basically. She sounds like a monster. No! She's kind and beautiful and funny and smart and intuitive and completely out of my reach because she'd never go for a loser schmuck who designs table tents. She'll end up with a winner, like an Olympian or a grocery store manager. Dude, where are you going? I don't feel like working today. I'm leaving. You can't leave. You're not the kind of guy who skips work. And there's Strudel in the break room! If anyone notices I'm not here, tell them I went home sick. But we gotta do the table tents. And I can't do them by myself, Gil. I suck at it. Gil? Gil! Welcome to your enlightenment. That's a long staircase. Maybe you should put an elevator in this place, huh? Maybe you should think about getting a gym membership. Oh, well, gee whiz, aren't we funny? I didn't know I was walking into the laugh factory. I thought this was a two-bit psychic joint. You seem agitated. Did your psychic skills clue you into that? Why don't we talk inside the shop? Come. Yeah, fine. Why not? So, this was the scene of the crime, huh? I still know not of what you speak. My pal, Gil Garson, came in here yesterday. You called him a loser, and now the guy's a mess. Yes, Gil, an interesting man. But my niece Nadia read his cards, not me. Oh. I am Bella. Oh, well, I guess a sorry is an order. No need to apologize. No, I do. I always jump the gun. I'm rash and impetuous. Your aura makes that clear. It's just Gil said an impossibly beautiful woman read his cards. I figured it had to be you. 
Tell me your name. Lex. Lex means defender of men, and here you are protecting a friend. You're reading me like a book. Just so you know, Nadia never called him a loser, but she did read his cards. How he absorbs that reading is up to him. Well, he absorbed it like a sponge, a human sponge of sorrow. Sorry to hear that. You seem to have calmed down, though. Yeah, it's very serene in here. Thank you. And I really like what you've done with all the hanging scarves and beads. They create an atmosphere, which is important. And those candles smell so soothing. What scent are they? Frankincense? Myrrh? They're pumpkin spice. My favorite. Six for five dollars at Walmart. Huh. Thanks for the tip. I just might pick some up. Have you ever had your cards read, Lex? No. Tarot cards scare the hell out of me. Come. I'll give you a first-timer's discount. It will be enlightening. I promise. I'll only do it if you vow to lie if you see something bad. It will be good. I can tell by your aura. Sit. Fine. This is the deck. You simply shuffle so the cards feel your energy. Shuffle, huh? Okay, Bella. Check this out. My, you shuffle like expert. I studied the art of card tricks all through middle school. It was a big hit with the ladies. I bet it was. But stop shuffling a moment. All right. This bravado of yours that you wear like a costume, I want you to let it fall away. Many of us feel compelled to put on certain facades for the sake of their jobs or various encounters, but they are unnecessary in this place. I see through them anyway. Agreed? Agreed. Shuffle. Be open to the universe. Put your mind amidst the stars, and when the moment feels right, lay down the deck. Good. Now cut it, and place the cards into my hand. And we begin. I am dealing out your spread. Interesting. Interesting what? You pulled the lover's card in the first position. Does this card make you think of anything in particular? Well, uh, those two kids are pretty sexy, if I'm being honest. Do you see how the lover's card sits in this position just above the Knight of Cups? Yes. You represent the knight, who in this position serves the lovers, or more accurately, lives to serve love itself. The knight also represents strength and protection. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? This Bella woman sees right through me, calling me out on my bravado facade. If she won't let me use my bravado, then I'm completely naked, exposed. Which should be terrifying, right, Lex? But I'm not. I feel weirdly at ease and calm. Maybe it's the uh, pumpkin spice candles. And she says I'm the Knight of Cups who serves love, which is so cool. I mean, I love love. And I love this place with the beads and the scarves. Wait, is it this place that spellbinds me? Or is it... Are you listening to me, Lex? This is very important. Oh, yes, I'm right here. Though sometimes, Bella, when I concentrate hard, my eyes glaze over, but my ears are still listening. What's this card here mean? The Ace of Cups in the reversed position. Very instructive. 
This card is no, advising I'm not spellbound. I think what I'm feeling is Zen. Is it her that's making me feel Zen? Maybe. I mean, what exactly is Zen? The Three of Pentacles is one of my favorite cards, especially in this position. Okay, Lex, I think you're figuring this out. It's not Zen you're feeling or a connection to the pumpkin spice candles. There's an unexpected, deep attraction to this woman with the incredible accent who sees through me like I'm a really clean window. And who cares if there's an age difference? I mean, no one thinks twice if it's the other way around. I mean, Bella, my Bella, you're the kind of woman I could imagine losing 25 pounds for. Sorry, Mrs. Tassiopoulos, it's just my toast. Hello? Gil. Hey, Lex. Why don't you answer your phone? I just answered my phone. But I've been calling for two days. I was worried you might be hanging from a chandelier. I don't have a chandelier. Point is, I was worried. And you haven't been to work, which means I have to make all the table tent decisions. What's that noise? I'm scraping the burnt off my toast. Dude, the toast thing isn't working out. You need to start eating cornflakes. I've always had bad luck with milk. Look, are you coming to work? I'm taking another sick day. Ah, damn it. What? I just spilled juice on my shirt. I went to your psychic place the other day and got my cards read. And I gotta tell you, I loved it. Apparently, I'm gonna be a millionaire. She was probably lying. Who cares? She also said I'm the object of affection from a multitude of sources and that the color pink is going to give me great happiness in the near future. Pink, Gil, what do you think of that? She's beautiful, isn't she? Gorgeous. I'd give anything for a weekend alone in Myrtle Beach with her. Lex, you can't be in love with Nadia. I'm in love with Nadia. Nadia? I'm talking about my Bella. My beautiful Romanian potato. Bella? She's got 15 or 20 years on you. She could be your mom. My mom's a looker too, bro. And since when are you ageist? You're right, Lex. Sorry. Doesn't matter. She's so out of my league anyway. I'll just try and forget her. But hey, you missed some juicy office news. Apparently, Corker Cheese Curls has been interviewing other ad agencies. Corker? That's a huge account. (laughs) Heads will roll if we lose that. Consider yourself lucky you didn't get that promotion. You'd be in the crosshairs. I guess. Hey, my second philosophy class is tonight. Come with me. No. Come on. I have to hand in my I'm fated to be a loser paper. I need some moral support. I told you, Gil. I'm afraid of philosophy. Too many ideas. If you go with me, I promise I'll come back to work tomorrow. Oh, man. I'm literally breaking out in hives. I appreciate you coming, Lex. Hives! And I forgot my cortisone cream! Here comes Professor Towers. Let's take our seats, people! Yeah, I don't like this guy. A little too handsome. Did everyone have fun with their first assignment? Figuring out their fate in life? Uh, (laughs) I can't wait to read them! While Jared goes around collecting your fate assignments... I'd like to ask a simple question to get us rolling today. Who here believes in God? Uh Uh-oh, Gil. 
Look at all those hands in the air. Yes, the idea of God is very comforting, isn't it? Essential to many of you, I'm sure. Here comes the head trip. Well, today I'm going to prove to you that God doesn't exist. And you're alone in the world. And imagining a little man in the sky isn't only juvenile self-deception, but asinine stupidity. And you're alone in the world. Your life's course is unchangeable, like the flight of an arrow. Choice is a meaningless word in the scheme of things. Okay, great class, people. Think deeply over the weekend, and we'll pick up on Monday. Dismissed. I'm so glad I microdosed before class. I can't wait to tell my mom I'm an atheist. Gil. How? Gil. I shouldn't have come. This class wounded me. My heart, brain, and soul are all weeping. Let's go. I need to get home and hide under the covers. Okay, I just need to talk to Towers quick. I'll wait in the hall. I'll be the despondent guy near the drinking fountain. Gil. You made it on time today. No arguments with the printer at work, eh? No arguments, no. Uh, interesting lecture. Thanks. Weak-minded people tend to drop the class after that lesson. It calls the herd. Which means fewer midterms to grade. <laughs> you see right through me. I hope you'll stick with the class, though. You interest me. I do need the humanities credit. Glad to hear it. So how'd your paper turn out? Should we give it a look? It's in here somewhere. It's fine. You can read it later. Here it is. Gil Garson, assignment one. My fate in life is to be a loser. To be a loser. It's clean, simple. Yeah. It's tough to be simple, to be honest. My other option was I'm fated to be a failure. But you're not a failure. You have a job. You're about to get a college degree. Failure... Wouldn't be quite right, would it? What you've written is more... pure. I like it. And the positive news is, can I borrow your Sharpie? You just got an A on your first assignment, Gil. Thanks. Don't look glum. I say if you're fated to be a loser, then embrace it. Own it. You ever hear of the Stoic philosopher Epictetus? Is that his first or last name? <laughs> Epictetus tells us, accept your lot in life and be happy. How can you be a happy loser? First, you should ask yourself, what is happiness? Well, I used to think it was simple things, like a jelly donut. The concept of happiness is a profound metaphysical idea unto itself, Gil. Much more profound than donuts. It has been deeply contemplated for ages. Plato believed true happiness is achieved by being virtuous. Epicurus said it's only realized by the absence of pain. You aren't in physical pain, are you? Just emotional and mental at this point. To Schopenhauer, happiness is attained only when wishes are made and then those wishes come true. Like a Disney princess? And then we had a visiting professor here last semester who asserted happiness can only be found by being 100% vegan. Talk about a load of bullshit. Though I wish I'd thought of it. She's making a mint on the lecture circuit. Being a vegan won't change my fate. Look, Gil, I'd love to chat, but man to man, I'm off to a rendezvous. Oh? 
a sociology professor set me up with a math professor last month, and we've been having a vigorous friendship ever since. Sociology professors by nature are very sneaky, and I'm sure he's running some kind of social experiment that the math teacher and I are unwittingly subjects of. But I'm getting lucky, so I'll roll with it. <laughs> I accept it's my destiny. See you next week. But we didn't finish talking about Etoctopus. It's Epictetus. We'll talk more another time. Keep thinking deeply, Gil. But, Professor... Dude, what took you? I've been alone out here, swimming in a sea of ontological despair. Let's go. Gil, I'm not gonna lie. That egghead freaked me the F out. I'm an emotional wreck right now. What were you guys talking about? He told me to accept my fate and just be happy. How can anyone be a happy loser? There's plenty of happy losers. You ever been to Comic-Con? I'll never be happy unless I change my fate. My fate? That's it, Lex. I've got to change my fate. You can't just change your fate. It's the result of cause and effect. you got to figure a way to work within it. Well, I say to hell with fate. Because I don't accept being a loser, Lex. Did you hear me up there? I reject the flight of my arrow! Dude, who are you talking to? The moon? Yeah, the moon, the planets, heavens, all of it. Do you hear me up there? I deny my fate! And if you don't like it, you can kiss my ass! Uh, those clouds literally came out of nowhere. <laughs> Go ahead! Spit on me! I don't really care! I will not be your patsy! I won't be fate's patsy, Lex. Let's get out of the rain, huh? I'm not running from the rain. Do you hear me, universe? I won't run from you. I will not bend the knee. Ever. Lex, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jar myself off my clunker life path. How? By winning at something. Like rock, paper, scissors? No. It's got to be bigger than that. I've been screwed long enough, and I'm going to make it stop. It's going to stop. You hear me up there? I'm not supposed to win at anything, right, Lex? Like zero. It would seem. So here's my thought. If I can get one significant victory, I mean a big one, one I'm not supposed to get, if I can do that, that might be enough to jolt myself off this crap path I'm stuck on. I can alter my destiny, divert to a new orbit. If you can't even win at making toast, how are you going to win at something big enough to shift the alignment of the stars? Can you drive me to the fortune tellers? Do you want to get your palms red? I'm going to win, Lex. I'm going to win Nadia. I'm gonna get that kind, beautiful, vibrant girl to fall in love with me. Then everything changes. You sound like a goofball saying shit like that. I don't care! To Nadia's Lex, let's roll. Hey, Gil, watch out for the- oh! Garbage can. I'm okay, I'm good. Come on, drive me to my future. Cards was written and directed by Kevin Henderson. The cast is as follows. Connor Ratliff as Gil. Stephen Boyer as Lex. Lila Robbins as Bella. Jamie Ann Romero as Nadia. 
Chikwudi Iwuji as Professor Peter Towers, Robert Cuccioli as Jim, Joanna Glushak as Catherine Corker, Helga, and others, Mari Sandoval as Clea and others, Chris Henry Coffey as Bryson and others, Nancy Rodriguez as Monica and others, Delphi Harrington as Mrs. Tassiopoulos and others, Michael Goodfriend as Robert and others. Additional voices performed by Amy Malloy, Gigi Henderson, Declan Henderson, Adam Arise Gutierrez, and Courtney Rosemont. Casting by the Telsey Office, Karen Castle, CSA. Original music composition, sound design, and mix by Shane Reddick. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh and Robert McNabb. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming, Kira Bowie and Leona Keys. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The managing director of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. Special thanks to Jeff Talbot, Tallulah Henderson, and Mike Mariano. In the Cards is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcast.com for more about the series. Subscribe to ncpodcast.com to get cool merch like t-shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs, ad-free episodes, and bonus content video featuring interviews with the actors, producers, and writers, and artists who brought the series to life. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. And Decent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Next Chapter Podcasts.